welcome to CX Today. My name is Charlie, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Stuart Dorman, Chief Innovation Officer at Sabio. Stuart, it's great to have you join us today. How are you doing? Hey, Charlie, it's great to be here. Thank you. It's good to see you again. Thanks for having me on, on the show. Well, it's great to have you um, join us, and especially for this topic today, uh, where we will be discussing the future of voice technology and how that may impact um, the contact centre space. Uh, I think it's a particularly interesting topic because we hear a lot about digital innovations. Uh, nevertheless, voice is still the most prominent contact centre channel. Do you maybe expect that to change in the next 10 years or how do you think that will evolve? Um, it's a good question. So I think um, we do hear a lot about digital transformation and I think one of the objectives historically that organisations have tried to focus on with digital transformation is to digitise a lot of those interactions that once would have been handled by a human and typically handled by a voice. So, you know, whilst the goal of it is to become more operationally efficient and provide customers with a better service, I still think the voice is going to be an incredibly important channel for customers to engage with going forward. We have seen a decline over the last sort of five to ten years, really, as digital transformation matures and people can do more things online. Um, and we've kind of got to the point now where, you know, according to some of the research that I've seen out there, you know, maybe 65 to 70 percent of interactions are still coming in on voice today. That's the point where customers are choosing to to reach out and contact with the rest being picked up by chat, messaging, social media and other types of channels. Um, and, you know, I, I expect that we, we're kind of reaching a bit of a plateau now. I think customers are going to still want to reach out and speak to somebody, particularly if it's an emotive subject or it's an emotional subject or it's a high value conversation that they want to have. Um, so voice is still going to be a really important channel going forward. And I think for each individual organisation, it depends on their level of digital maturity, i.e. how far down the digital transformation curve they are as to whether their customers can and have the ability to fulfill you know, their kind of basic requests online through digital uh, you know, user interfaces um, or, or you know, whether there's still some way to go for them. So I think the level of digital maturity will dictate you know, how much more you've got to go in terms of reducing your voice demand. Um, but ultimately, customers are still, you know, they're still going to want to pick up the phone or they're still going to want to reach out and speak to somebody in, in certain areas. I think what we are going to see as well is is AI picking up some of those interactions as well. So a lot of digital transformation so far has been focused on putting a graphical user interface, i.e. a website or a mobile app maybe in front of the customer to help them solve some of their issues and carry out their transactions. And we're seeing conversational user interfaces following behind that as another way that customers can engage uh, digitally to solve problems, to get information and so on. Um, and it's important to, to consider that it's not necessarily one or the other. You know, certain user interfaces are better for certain types of tasks. So in some cases, customers are going to choose a conversational UI. In others, they're going to choose a graphical UI. In some cases, it will be a combination of those two things. And both of those, you know, could end up in a human interaction, uh, depending on, you know, what the customer needs to do. So I think, you know, conversational graphical user interfaces will very often be the start point for a customer journey. The first point the customer touches when they reach out. But then ultimately, you know, if, if it's a complex or emotive issue, as we mentioned earlier on, a human will be brought into that process and, um, you know, that they'll, they'll obviously help solve the problem. 
I think what we will see though is conversations being enriched by those technologies. So, you know, what we think of today is a voice conversation, which is probably just somebody picking up the phone and speaking to someone on the other end. I think there's a lot more that we can in, we can do to enrich those experiences going forward uh, with other technologies. And, and I think that's where we're going to see a lot of the innovation happening over the next five to 10 years. Mm. Yeah, I think there was lots of really great stuff there to unpack. I mean, first of all, kind of the key use of the uh, voice channel being those complex emotive issues as you talked about and I'm sure if contact centers kind of analyze their demand drivers they might see uh, much more voice conversation for those more tricky uh, conversations but also kind of really like the point about layering uh, conversational UIs behind the digital experience um, and the potential uh, voice innovations that you kind of just alluded to at the end there. I think that brings me on nicely actually to my next question which is uh, which of these voice innovations from voice bots to voice biometrics are uh, currently most exciting? Um, so I think, you know, voice bots is obviously a pretty hot topic at the moment, um, simply because of where that technology is in its maturity curve. You know, we're reaching the point now where the quality of speech recognition and natural language processing combined with the availabilities of those technologies are such that it is being made available to the mass market and we can trace a lot of that back to the likes of sort of Alexa and Google Home and those types of devices which were really experiments in their early days but but driving the machine learning algorithms that in turn have driven the quality of this, the you know speech recognition and so on which have then been made available through the cloud to any organizations and that's what's sort of driven the current wave of interest in 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 uh, voice bots in particular but you know we're still on we're still on the a continuum of of that technology maturing and if you think that you know probably started decades ago really in terms of the ability to recognize speech we're at a point in time now where it's being made available to the masses but you know we've still got a, a way to go for it to continue its uh, utility its its quality and and its availability to make itself more useful and more more you know widely available to organizations so that's going to be an interesting one to track I think what's important now is that organisations start that journey and invest in using things like voice and chatbot technology, but, but also be aware that you know, it will continue to improve in the coming years, months, decades. Um, uh, so it's important to kind of get up to speed with that and make sure you're on board with it and driving it forward. So I think that's certainly um, a, 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 an important development, but we're nowhere near the point of maximum utility of, of that technology. And we can talk a bit more about that later on, maybe. Um, I think the other interesting area that, that underpins that is the use of AI machine learning, not necessarily to converse with the customer, but to sit in the background and in real time translate the conversations that are taking place between customers and advisors and then surfacing that information and maybe surfacing useful, uh, you know, bits of data or bits of knowledge to the advisor to help them do their job more effectively and have information at their fingertips and solve problems for customers, as well as obviously the ability to analyze those conversations retrospectively to figure out how things could be done better, to look for problems, to figure out customer issues, to get information on competitors and so on. So again, that, that real-time translation technology is another really exciting area at the moment. Um, probably the third area I think is um, the ability, you know, right now, if you think about the phone calls that we have, 
the quality of those is actually still quite poor. I think, you know, often you can't hear the person at the other end. We've all experienced this with mobile devices, even our home phones, you know, the quality of the voice is actually quite poor when you think about what we get through Teams and Zoom and, and actually through WhatsApp audio and FaceTime audio and those types of things. So I think there needs to, you know, as voice itself becomes uh, digitised and, and is is supported by high quality codecs over the internet, we're going to get much higher quality voice, which will in turn drive better, you know, uptake of, of speech recognition and those kind of technologies. But it'll be much easier for us to understand each other over voice channels. And then that also provides us the ability to start overlaying content alongside voice. And again, like we're sharing, you know, a video now, um, or if we were to be using Zoom, we could share content, we could maybe do a whiteboard, share ideas. That that ability to overlay content on top of voice to be more collaborative uh, is something that we're kind of used to in in uh, unified communications and when we communicate with each other you know in a business context but our uh, customer experience advisors don't have that ability when they're sharing content with with customers and i think that's one of the developments that we're going to see over the next five you know three four five years or so is the ability to augment voice um, with with data that sits alongside the voice channel so we can share information with customers. You know, if picture paints a thousand words, it's much easier to share a, a bit of information with somebody um, visually when you're talking to them and particularly when you're trying to explain a complex problem or, you know, show them the different choices and options they have. So I think that augmentation of voice, again, is something that we're going to uh, see happening, you know, over the next sort of few years as a way of making voice a more powerful channel. Mm. Yeah, I really love that idea of uh, overlaying uh, voice over other uh, possible customer engagement channels. I think uh, bringing the best elements of it to the surface and kind of bringing those to the customer to drive better uh, conversations. I think you know it's it's a really great use case, and as is um, agent assist technologies that you were mentioning earlier. I mean, the sophistication of those and how they've grown since the switch um, to hybrid and remote working is, I guess, is you know a very important in many operations. Uh, support tool for agents. So uh, I think that's been fascinating. And also kind of your first point about the evolution of voice bots, you know, how there's still some maturing to go, but they've also rapidly um, matured also. And it kind of brings me on to my uh, next question, which is about the rise of smart speakers and how, you know, they might influence voice in the future. I, I can imagine maybe you get to a point where you can just interact through your voice with a with a uh, bot to solve uh, solve customer queries, but it'll be interesting to kind of hear your perspectives of how smart speakers and smart devices may um, place more emphasis on voice in the future. Yeah, definitely. I, I think, you know, again, we're, we're on this sort of uh, continuum of, of development when it comes to smart speakers in particular. And I think, you know, when we think back to the first smart speakers that came out, really, they were just experiments. And I think we're still in that experimental phase. You know, the first Alexa devices were just really simple, you know, speakers and microphones that stream voice up to the cloud, that all of the processing was done in the cloud and then the response was fed back by the speaker. And uh, they were very clever in the way that they were first introduced. But I think, you know, Google, uh, Google and Amazon in particular were still trying to figure out what the use cases were. And if we think about where we are today, again, I, th I think... The 
the experience is still a bit clunky in the sense that we have to use that code word and Siri, whatever to activate the device to tell it to listen to then issue our command to then get a response back so i think the point at which they re reach their their point of maximum utility is really when they become invisible and what i mean by that is you think about a conversation that you and i would have or we would have you know it we pick up not just on the on the voice command but the visual cues that you know maybe we look at i look at you and i direct a question towards you or you know even by my body language or my tone of voice you can tell maybe that i'm asking you a question now that that's that for me is the point at which these devices start to become invisible so can you imagine for example getting in your car and your car says hey how you doing you know where are you, where are you off to and you say i'm just going to the petrol station and then it brings up your sat nav and it tells you where you're going that's a really non-intrusive experience um that is is where i think as i say that they reach their point of maximum utility today i have to press a button or use a command and issue the, the 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 command to the device in a very specific way to get that information up on the screen so when they start to disappear when we start to you know they they, they become embedded in our daily lives and we just have conversations with them in the way that we do with other humans i think that's when as i say they reach their point of maximum utility they become uh you know incredibly useful almost indispensable to us and I, th I think that's that's where you know that's where this technology is heading and we may be a few years we may be you know five years away from that but that that's where i think this is heading and interestingly though actually when, when you think about where people are applying this technology today in the context of a call center actually i'm already in that mode i'm picking up the phone or i'm on the website i'm engaging with my insurer and the AI or the voice bot at the other end or the chat bot knows the context of why I'm contacting. They know I'm calling an insurer. So they can, they're ready, they're prepared for the conversation. They're in the right frame of mind and context and they can, you know, the, their utility is much higher to me than it is a kind of uh, smart speaker in my home, which, which is more of a general AI is trying to be all things to all, all men or women. And, and uh, you know, it, it's, it's an incredibly complicated task to do that. So... Yeah, I think, like I say, we're on this we're on this journey. The technology is still probing its way and finding out ways in which it can it can increase its utility to us, and we're going to continue to see that over the next few years. So it's a, it's it's a great it's an exciting time to be watching this develop. I think. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting also to kind of think about you know where the technology might kind of go in the future, as you were, as you were suggesting. Um, there maybe I mean I've. I've seen some people suggest that smart speakers may turn into smart devices um, and, you know, they'll pick up on ge different gestures and, you know, and how, how that might uh, influence uh, the future of customer communication is, is fascinating to think about. And you mentioned lots of really um, great points there and it kind of makes me think, you know, which other predictions uh, do you have um, for the future of uh, voice technology? Yeah, well, I, I think, look, we're never going to stop talking. For us as humans, it's the most natural way that we engage with each other. And and there, uh, and we will continue to see improvements in the way that we use our voices to engage with, with technology going forward. Um, and that doesn't necessarily, you know, this isn't a binary thing in the sense that we're either going to talk to a computer or in the case of customer service, we're going to talk to a customer service advisor Quite often we might start our, our experience with a with a with a voice bot with an automated experience which will then you know make a decision maybe give us an answer but it may also 
bring bring the right human in and, and there'll be a continuum of that experience uh, which will be very seamless to us, much more seamless than I think than it is today. I think this this idea that um, of, of user interfaces and the different utilities, if you like, to us that user interfaces have, I think is quite powerful as well. So, you know, as an example, we can speak faster than we can type, but we can read much faster than we can listen. So, you know, issuing commands or requests using our voices is is very easy for us to do it's much faster than us typing but actually the information might be relayed back to us through an article or a picture or you know a graphical you know user interface so a combination of different um uh user interfaces i think is is where where the power is and, and just using the, the appropriate user interface based on where we are what we're doing you know what what information we're asking for clearly if we're driving our cars then we're going to want information relayed back to us audibly and that's more important if we're looking up a recipe in a kitchen and we and we ask you know the device to give us the recipe we're going to want that on the screen so we can follow it and, and go through so you know thinking about the appropriate ui for the task i think is an important thing and that comes down to designing experiences in the right way and utilizing all of these powerful tools in the appropriate manner, um, which I think is, is yeah, experience design is going to be really key to this going forward. Mm. I, yeah, I, I just really love that example that you were giving there of how you can overlay different um, UIs, the bringing conversational in, um, technologies into the digital experiences and kind of mix and matching the best elements of various um, channels. I think that's really interesting. And just kind of a final question. Um, for all our viewers, where can they possibly go to learn more about Sabio's approach to voice innovation and, and CX design? Um, well, they they're welcome. They can come and have a look at our website. But you know, I'm I'm always available um, to for people to reach out to on LinkedIn. You know, I'm I, I'm really fascinated by this subject. Um, obviously, I'm putting a lot of information and ideas around about around this. You know, on LinkedIn and various other sort of press and, and so on. So, um, yeah, I'd, lo I'd love to have a conversation if anyone's interested and wants to learn more about this area. I think it's, um, it's going to be really, really key to, to, a, to people's digital transformation strategies going forward. They need to think not just about how they create websites and graphical experiences through mobile apps. They've got to think about how they embed voice into their overall experience, whether that be using AI or humans. And that's something that I'm, you know, thinking about and developing ideas on all the time. And we've got some really great examples of some of the work we've done here at Savio. So again, love to share that with people. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a, that's a perfect note to end uh, today's chat. But it's been a really uh, great conversation. So thank you very much uh, for joining me today, Stuart. Yeah, thanks for having me, Charlie. I really appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. And thank you also to everybody for watching. Bye for now.